You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am broadcasting from truly hot Atlanta because it's been so hot. And I am so grateful and thankful that you have joined me from all over the world. I really want you to get excited and expectant because I believe that your life will radically change after listening to this broadcast. I want you to be in faith with me. Well, how are you doing? I don't know if I should say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to the show. It is a great time. Well, it is a beautiful, extremely hot day here in the ATL. And I jokingly say, no wonder we call it hot Atlanta because when it's hot, baby, it is truly hot. We've had 100 degree temperatures, uh, but it's all good. I'm grateful to be alive and well, but I'm really grateful that you uh, every week open up your heart, open up your your spirit, your home, your car, uh, and, and listen to this show and other people on the network while you are just living your life. Well, I have a great show for you today. Uh, my very special guest is Rich Cavanis, and he is the author of Power to Thrive. Anybody interested in finding out what your gifts and purposes and talents are? Would you like to find out how you can begin to move beyond fear in order to live fully in your purpose and your gifts? Well, today we're going to find out how we can do that. Let's see, just a couple of things. Guess what? I have some great news. Drum rope, please. Da-da. Effective today, I made a decision that I am going to offer my mid-year coaching value special. So that means that twice a year, I pay it forward by offering uh, a 50% savings on my one year, both my one year and my six month coaching packages. Yay. It's, it's really my gift to you. And so why am I doing this? I felt led to, uh, to do it because I want to add value to you and uh, assist you in really creating uh, just incredible, incredible manifestations in all areas of your life. You know, I thought about it. I prayed about it. So I normally do it in January and July. I'm a couple of weeks late, guys, but, but here we go. 
So this is the way it's going to roll. You can choose to receive 50% savings off the original price of both of my coaching packages. So my yearly package is 50% off and my six-month package. So this is what you're going to get. For the yearly package, you're going to receive 13 one-hour sessions. For the six-month package, you're going to receive seven one-hour sessions. I threw in the extra session just to, just to be a giver. Uh, you're going to get a bonus check-in. That means that in between those sessions, we can do what I call a 10-minute check-in just to see what's going on, how you're doing, etc. You're going to receive my best-selling book, Secrets of Success. Uh, I'm going to give you customized projects, exercising, ex not exercising, but exercises, things to do, and readings in between sessions. I'm going to help you clarify your goals. I support you through your fears. Walk through those. I'm going to keep you really focused and consistent as any of my clients. I'm kind of like, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? And to really confront your unconscious behaviors and your old patterns and begin to shift and change those. I'm going to give you a baby step, six-month plan of action. Now, so you can't ask for more. You guys already know my credentials, my proven track record. If if you forgot, go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com and just listen or look at some of my clients. So for my clients who I have now, can you take advantage of this? Absolutely. You can buy as many packages as you desire. Um, this will expire August 30th. So. It's my gift to you. It's your decision. So, you know, everybody who has a coach has one to really support them and guide them really to achieve the success that they need to get where they are to where where they really want to be. I know I coach with James Powers every two weeks. So this is an opportunity for you to coach with me as often as you want to. Um, I had one lady, she said, let me know when it's up because I'm going to buy one for me and one for my sister. And then somebody else said, I'm going to buy two uh, one year packages so I can just spread it out. So once again, this is an exciting time. This is my my mid-year coaching value special where you can really take advantage of 50% savings off of my coaching packages. So go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com and just so you'll see the coaching package right there on the front of my website. If you have any questions, you can email me at constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I'm excited. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about social media, and then I'm going to answer one of my listeners' questions. Uh, so you can follow me on social media on Instagram at LOA Constance, on Facebook, Coach with Constance. You guys know that every Thursday I am on Facebook Live at 8 p.m. So it's it's your time to ask me specific questions, you know, kind of to get some answers 
to some things that might have been sort of bothering you. You know, it's just something about sitting one-on-one with someone. And uh, I think that's it. So let me answer this this listener's question and then we're going to go to Rich. So she sent me a question and I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the thing is, she's having problems with forgiving a friend of hers that really hurt her. And so she has been walking in this vibration for a couple of years She's mad, she's hurt, she's upset, and she wants to know how can she begin to move out of that. You know, for years, I thought I used to have a formula for for forgiveness or how to get out of unforgiveness. And you know what I realized? I don't. So what I'm going to share with this lady are just principles. And let me preface it with, you know, anybody who's been through sexual molestation, physical, uh, emotional abuse. I know that it takes time to walk out of those kinds of situations. But these are just general principles. I've worked with hundreds of people who have had to walk through sexual molestation and come up out of that. You know, emotional, psychological abuse, traumatic uh, childhood issues, etc. So these are just some principles for all of us. The first thing I think this person needs to do is to allow herself to feel, accept, and acknowledge that she has been hurt. She feels betrayed, afraid, etc. So she's already done that because she's been doing it for years. So I want to make a principle statement that staying in the state of unforgiveness for too long can really put you in the victim mentality, which is poor me. Why did this happen to me? Uh, I keep being a good person and, and this is what's happening. I'm going to close myself down. I'm not going to let people get close to me, etc. And so it can also, if you stay in it too long, I believe, put you in a state of scarcity and lack. Because when you are walking in unforgiveness, you're saying that person owed me something. They owe me an apology. They owe me for what they did to me. And I think I heard Dr. Micah Beckwith say that it puts you in a state of lack. Where where to forgive somebody puts you in a state of abundance. So I just wanted to throw that in. So I think that one of the processes is that you can talk about the situation, share it with a therapist, with, with, with your parents, with friends. So you're reliving it, you're reflecting on it, and it's uh, it's sort of giving you some relief. I say you're only as sick as your secrets. You were never created by God to hold stuff in. Next, you need to choose to forgive. It's a choice. You can choose to say, I'm going to come up out of this. I don't know how, God, you're going to have to help me. I think you make a decision that you want to give, and then you pray and ask God to help and empower you to follow through with that decision. So when you make a decision that you want to forget, at that moment, you are becoming more empowered and you're walking away from unforgiveness. 
I I have my clients to take a look at how much this situation has already taken from you. And do you want to still live in that vibration? You're working through your anger and your resentment and you understanding that this is going to take time. It's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. But when you make the decision, you really begin the process of healing. I also believe that I know that when you forgive, you really free yourself. Uh, You need to forgive yourself for your role in the situation. If there was one, Uh, you need to acknowledge that that person may have did the best that they could at the time. I'm not talking about sexual molestation or those kinds of things. I'm talking about her situation. But then she might need to take a look at what role does she play? How does she need to change for the next time in her relationships? And as I said earlier, holding unforgiveness says you owe me something and it puts you in a vibration of lack or debt. It also shuts you down where you're saying, I don't trust people. It puts you in isolation. It shuts you off. And, you know, God wants us to be open. It's kind of like if somebody wants to give you something and you have your hand closed or your heart closed, then you can't really receive from the universe. And I I think the last thing I'm going to say is that when you're going through the process, you have to realize that feelings will come. But your feelings are changing. They're healing. You are going through inner healing. But it all just start. It all starts with the decision. Let's say you run into this person at a restaurant and you see them and you're like, oh, my God, I felt I still so mad at her. But I would say to you that if that ever happens, just remember that you are in process. When you forgive her, when you forgive others, you really free yourself. And if you're trying to use the law of attraction and 50 percent of you is mad, unforgiving, unforgiving, got that out, anger, resentful. How are you going? How are you going to use that energy to manifest what you want? Because when you forgive and release, you really free up all of your energy so that you can really um, use it for the manifestations and the good life that God wants you to have. So those would be some steps or some principles that I would share with this person. And, you know, whenever I've forgiven and I've had to do that recently over the last four or five months. It was not easy. It was hard. It was difficult. I worked through all of the things that I'm sharing with this young lady. But guess what? I'm free. And so when you're free, your mind is open. Your spirit is open. You can receive those unlimited downloads that God has for you. You know, you may even pray for the person. God bless them, help them, you know, because some people in some situations really do the best that they can. So that's what I would say to this listener. And that's what I would say to you. Release, forgive, put your past behind you, look forward, live a lifestyle of expectancy, expect for God to send you some some loving, powerful, 
supportive people in your life. I always say this week we're going to expect the unprecedented. So we're going to go to these quick commercials, everybody, and I'm going to be right back with Rich. So stay tuned. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my guest today. Uh, he's back for the second time. Uh, my very special guest is Rich Cavaness, and he is a recognized speaker, author, and coach in the field of personal development and achievement. He has so many credentials, but some of them are he's a certified instructor with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. He's a certified coach practitioner with the Certified Coaches Federation. He's the author of five books and two workshop workbooks. And today he's here to talk about his latest book. It's a workbook, actually, Power to Thrive how we can escape the prison of mediocrity, unlock your God-given power, and elevate your everyday living. Uh, and we all want to do that. So, Rich, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Constance, I'm always honored and humbled to be on your show and to be talking to your listeners. So I, I am I'm grateful to be here today and looking forward to um, our, our talk and and everything today. So thank you for having me on your show. Well, tell our listeners just a little bit about you. I shared all of your credentials yeah. and they're so amazing, but you share a little bit of your personal testimony <clears throat> so that people can see you haven't always been almost this perfect rich. So well, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> trust me, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm far from being perfect, but uh, as a matter of fact, I think Paul says in the Bible that, that he said he described himself as being chief among sinners. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll take that uh, as well. But uh, um, so basically in my early 20s, <clears throat> so I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, which I love it there so much. I go back and ski all the time during the winter. Um, I grew up um, in the so, Pacific so, Northwest. Tell our listeners, our international listeners where that is. Is that? Okay. okay. So let me be more specific. I grew up in the Seattle, Washington area. Right. Okay. There we go. And uh, so um, graduated from high school. And one of my greatest passions and obsessions at the time was skiing, downhill skiing. And so I am one of the few people, Constance, that you will ever meet that actually has a college degree in ski instruction coaching. Can you believe that? I, I, I didn't know they had those <laughs> kinds of degrees. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so anyway, I was a professional skier for a number of years, and I ended mm -hmm. up being a ski school director at one of the ski uh, resorts there in Washington. And so, you know, my whole life was about skiing, teaching people. You know, my big thing is with skiing is I want people to really enjoy winter. And, you know, especially in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, if you're not somebody who enjoys winter, there's about six months out of the year that could be really not too fun for you because it's uh -huh. dark, cloudy and rainy. And so, you know, but if you're a skier, you actually love the rain. You pray for rain because, you know, when it when it's raining in Seattle, it's snowing in the mountains. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it changes your whole mindset. 
And so um, I want people to learn to ski. I want them to really enjoy the sport. It's so much fun. It's so f- exhilarating and, and freedom oriented. And so I just love that. And so I did that for a number of years. And then uh, my entrepreneur spirit kicked in. Uh, I was raised in a home where my dad was in business and sales. And so we always had conversations about, you know, that and he always told me if you really wanted to make a lot of money, you know, sales is the best profession to go into. So I started my own insurance agency in a little community called Wenatchee, Washington, and I did that for 10 years. Wow. In the midst of that 10 years, Constance, I, I became a Christian. Um, I was raised in a home that uh, was more Roman Catholic, and so I actually never read the Bible. I, I can mm-hmm. honestly tell you, I was 24 years old, I'd never read the Bible. And so I, I was kind of on this search and um, I ended up, you know, reading the Bible and just amazing things. God touched me. And so um, I became a Christian in the mid 90s. And so from there, you know, I started uh, t- really getting teaching Bible classes at the church and and doing public some public evangelism meetings in our local communities and that kind of thing. And then uh, God really opened up a door for me and allowed me to go into ministry for full time for eight years. And so I traveled a lot over the United States holding revival and evangelism meetings uh, during that time. And then I also was um, a senior pastor for two two churches uh, during that time as well. And uh, so, you know, I really I kind of lived something that God had called me to do and impact a lot of people's lives. And then I met a man that uh, had a personal development company that was Bible-based. And we formed a partnership, and I helped him to rewrite a uh, workbook, and it was called All Power. And uh, I traveled all over the United States holding uh, seminars and workshops at churches, and it was just such a great life. Um, and, uh, you know, just really enjoyed it, writing books and that kind of thing. And then, uh, unfortunately, I experienced a very uh, significant uh, trauma in my life. And a lot of it was caused by my poor decisions and my just making poor choices. And I ended up having a relationship outside of my 23-year marriage. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... Thank you for up... your honesty. Oh, hey. You know what? I, I know God wants me to use the platforms that he gives me to to talk to you know to share my story because there's probably someone out there right now listening that might either be in the same situation or have has experienced it recently and so uh hopefully this can be a, a word of encouragement to them and so um you know I went through this incredible trauma of divorce um family you know trauma issues separation I mean it was just a horrible time in my life and during that time, I kind of lost my way. Um, mm-hmm. I never – it's not like I ever didn't believe in God or have faith in the Lord. It's just I kind of lost my purpose, and uh, I was really on fire. I knew what my purpose was for many years. I was living it, and God was using me. But then I made some poor choices and decisions, kind of like Solomon, you know, where you know, he, he was just an amazing individual prayed for wisdom. God gave him wisdom, but he just made some poor choices along the way and just kind of got sidetracked, right? Oh, and, I've, uh, I've done that like a hundred times, but... <laughs> oh, I thought you were perfect, Constance. I mean, I thought... I, so anyway, I, you know, I tried to do things my way and it just really didn't work out well. So needless to say, um, I kind of got 
got diverted. I ended up coming to Dallas, Texas. I think it was in November of 2010, kind of get my life back on track again and just mm -hmm. really kind of start over, kind of a do-over. And it was amazing how things have really opened up here and um, ended up being able to get into another relationship, got married. So I'm really happy and pleased about that. And what's amazing is that, you know, my family is very accepting of all of that as well. So that's just been really amazing. And, and I'm really grateful for that. And forgiveness is one of the most amazing things, gifts that God gives us. And I'm just really thankful for it, not only to forgive others, but to forgive yourself and so uh, not true. let your not let your not let your past choices and decisions define who you are but that they are just a, another chapter in your book in your story and you know god wants to use that too so yeah. uh god likes to take our messes and make it our you know our message and that's the way he works but um so i ended up you know i'm still here in dallas still um uh, you know doing my thing and uh you know, that's why we're here talking today. Right. So very well, you, excited you, about that. You know, I'm glad you shared that because I know for listeners, I know just even in my own personal life, you know, we've all made poor decisions, poor choices. And I just want to say to listeners that that uh, God is always with you. Yeah. And always had, you know, just extraordinary plans for you. Yes. And, and Rich, you're so right. It's a matter of of us forgiving ourselves and moving from the past and, and looking toward what God does have for us in the future. So many people today, Constance, live in shame and guilt. So and, true. you know, the, the shame is really something that you take on that that doesn't belong to you. And, you know, oftentimes, even even with sexual abuse or verbal abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, any kind of you know, abuse or abandonment or whatever that we've experienced as, as children, uh, it's amazing how many times people will take that on and they feel shame because of some something that someone did to them. And that's really not something for us to, you know, to hold on to. And, you know, guilt can be good temporarily because it can it can be a way in which you can be aware that, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that and uh, can lead you down the path of, you know, saying you're sorry and, and forgiveness and all of those. But when you live in guilt, that's when it can really become a huge – that's when it's used as a tool against you. So it's one of those things where it's a catch-22. You know, it's it can be temporarily good because it allows you to, to see what you've done wrong and to, you know, seek – forgiveness and, and, and move on from it. But then if you live in it, it can be a, a huge cloud, dark cloud that just weighs on you. And so um, I just learned the hard way because I was in that place for a while. You know, it's, it, you go through a depression, you can go through, well, you know, when you go through divorce, it's, it's literally going oh through boy, the grieving. It's, it's going through, a, <laughs> yeah, it's going through the grieving process. And the only difference is, is that everybody's still alive. And yeah. so in some ways it's somewhat even more difficult because, you know, you still have to see those, that, that person and you still have to, you know, you still got your children together and all of that. So, you know, over time, it, it becomes much easier, obviously, and, and certainly practicing forgiveness helps. But the thing is, is that <clears throat> uh, that that dark cloud can, you know, you, you kind of go through a depression and just, you know, kind of a, a self-worth issues and all kinds of things. And so, you know, moving through that can can really you need to move through there so that you can 
not stay there and and get way down. And that's one of the reasons that that I think Power to Thrive is so powerful is that because it talks about your identity, who you are, what you're about, where you came from, what your purpose is here on this earth, and um, you know, really understanding what your mission and your vision and your purpose is for your life. Because if if we if we can accept the fact that you know we were created in the image and likeness of God, that we literally have divine DNA flowing through our veins, then your limits become only those that you put on yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? It's, that, it, that, that's a profound statement for listeners yeah. that we have the divine DNA of God flowing through our lives. Yeah, and absolutely. so so our only limits are what we put on ourselves and what we think and believe we can be, do and have. That's correct. That is so wow. correct. Well, you know, you mentioned identity. So let's talk, give people some ways that they can thrive. Thrive is such a powerful word. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, Constance, to me, it really comes down to identity comes down to, you know, the basically four questions that most people have to wrestle with in their life. You've wrestled with them. I've wrestled with them. Um, You know, my wife, your husband. I mean, we've all wrestled with them. It's it's that some people spend a long time trying to figure them out, and that the four questions are: Who am I? Where did I come from? What's my purpose? And then what happens to me when I die? Those are questions that people spend huge amounts of time wrestling with. When you can answer those questions with certainty and a very strong faith and belief, then that gives you the foundation for everything else. Because when things come at you in life, then you always can go back to, hey, I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know my purpose. And, uh, you know, I know where I'm going when I when I breathe my last breath. Those are really powerful questions for people to answer. They are what you know, you mentioned purpose. And yeah. and so, you know, everybody is like, I'm searching for my purpose. How can I find my purpose? Um, how can I do what I'm put here on earth to do? What would you say to people who want to thrive, but they're trying to really understand and find their purpose? Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting because there, there are several scriptures, you know, the one that I really like. Um, in Th- Psalm 37, 23 and 24, it says, follow the Lord's purpose for your life. You will not fail. Mm. And I really believe that every single person was created if you, because otherwise what you have to there's there's two philosophies of life. There's evolution and creation. If you believe in creation, then you believe that you were created with um, intelligent design, divine uh, intervention. You have divine DNA flowing through your veins. And that there was intention with your creation. It wasn't just some mistake. It wasn't just some fluke. It wasn't just some, you know, mishap. But that there was intention, and there was purpose, purposeful uh, creation to you. If you believe in evolution, then you tend to believe that everything just happens by chance. Um, that you know, you you can basically you are God. You create everything you want to do in your life. You make your own rules. Um, you know, take everything you can, get everything you can, because when you breathe your last breath, that's pretty much it. And so um, based on those two philosophies and what you believe has a lot to do with how you see life and how you believe uh, that that God uh, has something very definitely special planned for your life. And so I tell people all the time that you have a 
specific purpose. And some ways that you can discover that is, you know, just kind of asking, um, you know, what what is it that you really enjoy doing? You know, I, I, the first thing I always tell people is that do you do you enjoy speaking or do you enjoy working with your hands? And, you know, when I do when I do workshops and I ask people, I divide the room up and I have people stand up, I divide them up and I say, OK, if you like to if you primarily if you have a choice between speaking with your mouth or using your hands, go to this side or go to this side. It's amazing how many people, you know, the, the room splits and then you can break it down even further and then just start talking about how, you know, God wants part of your purpose is tied to the passion and some of the things that you really enjoy doing because God's purpose is something that you're going to enjoy. It's it's going to bring glory to him. It's not going to be something that's going to be drudgery to you. And that's why so many people today are doing are doing work. You know, they make money, they're providing for their families, but it isn't necessarily what their purpose is. It's what they've chosen for their vocation, but it's not necessarily what their purpose is. And so, yeah. So true. I'm laughing yeah. because uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody this week and they were saying they were working with teenagers. And I, I jokingly said, oh, I'm scared of teenagers. You know, they asked me, do I coach teenagers? I said, no. And, and, and she said, why not? I said, that's not my gift. That's not my lane. And but she just has this special gift and. Uh, anointing with teenagers and so and she's so passionate about it she thought it was so funny that I didn't coach teenagers I'm like oh no I'm I'm, I'm not your girl for that And, and so and so for listeners you know they can just take a look at you know what they're passionate about maybe some causes that ignite passion on the inside of them and maybe do that on the side, maybe while they're working a full-time job, of because course. sometimes people say, should I leave my job to pursue my passion? And I say, not unless you have money to take care of your family. So well, what's, your, you, what's your yeah, thinking you jump, around that? Yeah, you can jump off the cliff. You just got to make sure you have the parachute, because if you don't mm-hmm. have the parachute, you're going to break a lot of bones and you're probably going to get hurt a little bit. But uh, at the same time, I believe that sometimes fear keeps people from really living the life that God's intended them to live. And so uh, jumping off the cliff is exactly what needs to happen. But I I just encourage people, you know, everybody has a dominant disposition. And what I mean by that is I call it a a spiritual gift, whether it's teaching, administration, um, mercy, service, um, uh, exhortation, prophecy. I mean, there's there's a myriad of different gifts that are spelled out very clearly in the Bible. And I believe that everyone has one primarily and sometimes a sub one, you know, that that's secondary. But, you know, you'll, you'll kind of find like for me, teaching. Um, me even, too. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is that, you know, coaching and teaching are different. And, uh, you know, I, I've really come to to some real good clarity on that. And that is, I really like, and that's why you can see from my workbook as I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person that likes to research, gather, um, and, and really put materials together. That's going to help change people's lives that help them be the best that God's created them to be. And, and, uh, certainly the coaching aspect comes out as well, but teaching is different. You know, it's it more, yeah, it's more like, 
you know, I, I like doing workshops where I'm up front and I'm leading people through processes and, and different things. And coaching is a little bit more like, hey, I'm by your side here. Let's kind of figure out where you want to go, and then let me help you put a plan of action together, and I'll, I'll hold you accountable. So it's a little bit different, but there's similarities. So, you know, what I what I discovered was that you know I really enjoy teaching, and I'm really when I'm doing it, it's like there's nothing better in the world. I just really enjoy it. I feel like that's my home, that's my wheelhouse. So look for things that you're enthusiastic and passionate about that really when you do them, it's like, wow, I this really makes me happy. I feel so joyful. And then what are some unique proficiencies and skills that you have? You know, what are you good at that that make you that make that are unique to you? And um, and then what's your kind of unique identity? What's your personality traits? So your demeanor and your personality will also kind of go into, you know, what your your purpose is, because God wants to use that as well. And then, of course, the, a really profound thing is, is that, you know, what has been the, your path in life? The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. So God wants to take your life experience and then expand that to help others as well. So. That's where a lot of times people are afraid. You know, they're thinking, uh, well, like in my case, you know, if I share my story, people are going to think a lot less of me. Well, it's very possible they could, but often what I have found actually is that people are encouraged. People are actually more engaged to me when mm -hmm. I be tr when I'm more transparent and share that my story with them, and it tends to draw people to me because they have other things going on in their life. It may not be. Um, with a relationship or, you know, relationship outside a relationship, but it could be something else and they feel connected because they realize, oh, well, that guy's not perfect either. So maybe I can talk to him. And yes. so, you know, a lot of times when people see people on TV or, you know, on radio or whatever, you know, hear them on radio, they, they kind of get the impression that, you know, these people have their acts together and, and maybe they do and maybe they don't. But the thing is, is that we're all flawed. We're all, you know, uh, human beings that make mistakes and we just have to be accepting of that. But the thing is that's beautiful is that God has a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. I mean, no matter what we decide to do, we may get off track. There's still that purpose. And it's like, for example, the apostle Paul, who was born as Saul, you know, he was raised in this Jewish home. He was raised in this Jewish community and I believe that from the moment that God breathed life in him, that he knew exactly what his purpose was going to be. And so he went through all this training, and then he – I believe that you know he made some choices and decisions based off some um, skewed beliefs, and then God was able to really use him in a mighty way um, with the skills and proficiencies that he had and his knowledge and, and all of that. He just – he had the package. God just needed to kind of get them on the right path instead of the wrong path. Right. And, you know, when you when you were sharing, you know, just in my own mind and in my own life, what I had to realize was that God already knew my insecurities, my weaknesses, my my personality, my temperament. But it was it was me that was really critical and really sort of self-judging myself because I felt that God was expecting perfection when in mm -hmm. fact 
the spirit yeah. already knew all those things about me. So I just want to encourage listeners. You yeah. don't have to be perfect. You know, God understands your weaknesses, your insecurities. And like Rich said, all of that will come together and just work for your highest good. Absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> another thing that, that I cover in the in my book, Power to Thrive, Constance, that <clears throat> I know that it impacted you, too. And that is <clears throat> I walk people through an exercise, <clears throat> you know, in Second Timothy four, Paul talks about where he was right at the end of his life. He's in a prison in Rome, and he basically says that you know I'm 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 ready for my departure. I'm getting ready to die. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And I've often thought to myself, what a powerful way to look at your life. And it's because he lived on purpose. You know, he knew his identity. He lived on purpose. He knew what his mission and his vision was in, for his life, and he went about doing it. And God blessed him, and God just poured out, you know, incredible opportunities for him to touch so many people's lives. And so <clears throat> one of the things I do is I just encourage people, whether you're a male or a female, to kind of figure out – now, if you're, if you're a woman, your life expectancy is 81 years old today. You know, it's it's going up. If you're a man, it's 77. And so I usually tell people, if you're really healthy, you know, you don't probably drink or smoke, um, just take care of what you eat, exercise. You know, you do the basics of of keeping yourself healthy. You could maybe add somewhere to eight to 10 years to your life. <clears throat> and so I always encourage people. So if you're a woman, take the age 89 minus your current age and then uh, – that will kind of give you uh, an idea of um, how many years that you actually have, have left to, to live. And it's kind of profound because when you think about it, and uh, there's a picture of a tombstone on page 27 where you put your date of birth and then you put the date in which you're going to pass away. So my, my, mine is 34 years. That brings me to 2052. And what that does, Constance, to you and what it does for me it gives me a sense of not stressful, not negative, but it gives me a sense of urgency to my to fulfilling my purpose and living mm -hmm. it. Because hey, I know 34 years, you know, may seem like a long time, but hey, I'm 52 now, so that means, you know, I'm going to be I only have this many years left compared to what I've already lived. And so, you know, I I, I just encourage people to really think those kind of thoughts because you know, it's so easy to just go through the motions and kind of get caught in the rat race of life. And that's not what God's intention is for us. He wants us to live with purpose, intention. He wants us to, to really make an impact and bring glory to him. And uh, I, I just think by thinking about, okay, I've got 34 years left. What am I going to do? I want to I finish strong like Paul. You know, I fought the good fight. I, I finished the race. I've kept the faith. That's a, a great thing to be able to you know, if you have the opportunity to breathe your last breath and have some kind of, you know, cog cognizant awareness that, hey, I'm ready for this. I've done what I've came here to that God created me to be and, and do. And I, I've lived a great life. You know, that's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, you mentioned thinking. So so let's mm. talk about some of the laws of the mind. You have eight laws in your book. I know we don't have right. time for that. But talk about why the laws of the mind are so important. And, you know, since this is the law of attraction radio mm. network, mm. how how they really impact our our purpose and our vision, uh, et cetera. 
Well, you know, uh, as you and I both know, you know, your subconscious mind is what I believe. It's the storehouse. It's really the connection. It's it's where we make the connection between us and the Lord. I really believe that. And the 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 subconscious mind is the storehouse of all your thoughts, all your beliefs. Uh, everything that's ever happened to you is somewhere there. I love that uh, movie, um, uh, Bruce Almighty, where he mm-hmm. meets God and, and he looks at that file cabinet and then he says, oh, yeah, you got everything recorded in there. And then it, it goes – it opens up and it goes like forever. Yeah, and, that's funny. And it, 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 it makes me laugh, but it, that reminds me of what our subconscious mind is like. I mean it literally is like that. It's the storehouse. The thing is is that – um, you can actually control what goes into your mind and what comes out. And what a lot of people don't realize, they live their life by uh, reacting rather than responding. And so they allow outside stimuli. They allow other values. They allow people. They allow um, just all kinds of things to be able to influence them. And a lot of it has to do with how we believe. And oftentimes we have limiting beliefs, uh, the things that we say to ourselves that we can't do and or, you know, not able to do. Or we always come up with these reasons why, um, you know, it, it's something that we we're not able to do. The, the challenge with that is, is that, again, the only limitation that most of us have is the limitation that we actually put on our own life. You know, you're you're not designed to be a limit person. You're designed to be limitless. And so if you understand that your brain can really work in a powerful way for you, um, you know, it, it really, you know, it, it it can it can change your life so profoundly just by understanding and, and understanding how that tool can really make, you know, a difference in your life. You know, the law of the mind basically says that the reaction or response you get from your subconscious mind will be determined by the nature of the thought or idea that you hold in your conscious mind. So once the subconscious mind accepts an idea, it begins to execute it. And so what people need to realize is that, so your conscious mind, that's where all the thinking and reasoning happens, all the information and data is processed. Um, But your subconscious mind doesn't do any thinking. It just takes what's given to the the conscious mind and then it tries to it it works hard to bring it to reality and so this is where the law of attraction comes in constant so you tend to so if if you tend to have a negative mindset um you know we often talk about having a positive mental attitude mm-hmm. you can have a negative mental attitude if you have a negative mindset it tends to your subconscious mind works without you even knowing it uh, through you, your energy, and it 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 actually brings into your life more negativity. That's that's what's so amazing about that principle um, of life. In that, you know, as you what you sow, that's what you reap. Wow! And I love you talk about the subconscious and the gift of choice. So that means that listeners can choose. Oh yeah. What we think, what we feel, what we see, what we say. To really determine what that subconscious mind, how it will be programmed. You know, one of the most profound quotes that's ever, I, I believe, in personal development was actually given by a man named Viktor Frankl. And he was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, as well as a Holocaust survivor. And the Holocaust really had a profound impact on him and actually kind of set 
the tone and the direction for his life work after that because he saw how human beings worked and how they were operating and that he could see how some people were doing well, some people were not doing well, and, and it had nothing to do with strength. There had nothing to do with lineage or money. It had everything to do with mindset, and he says, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And I, I truly believe, Constance, that mm. the most precious and awesome human freedom that we have, it's a precious gift that's been given to us by God, is the gift and power of choice. That's where mm. the power is for us, really. You, we were created as free moral agents, and we can make choices and exercise our free will. And that's a gift that God's given us. So true. So let's talk a little bit about um, habits and self-discipline and how our daily habits really help us to thrive and live out our purpose on earth. Well, you know, uh, everything in life tends to be directed and uh, impacted by the habits that we form in life. Um, that, that's one thing that you know, you're never going to change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is really found in your your daily routines. That's actually a quote by John Maxwell. Mm. And um, Aristotle says that we are what we repeatedly do. Success is not an action, but it's a habit. And so, you know, discipline. I love and, that. Yeah. You know, discipline actually, Constance, is talked a lot about in the Bible. You know, it talks about disciplining uh, your mind, disciplining your body. Um, you know, forming the habit. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so if you have a sound mind, it allows you to be able to discipline your mind. It allows you to be able to form positive habits that are going to help you do the things uh, and create the actions and the behaviors that we're going to help you get to where, to where you want to go. And really, you know, habits are really the intersection of knowledge and skill and desire. That's really what a habit is. And it's, it, it's the why. It's, this, it's the why behind why you're really doing something. And, uh, um, you know, the why, the how, and the want to all kind of have to be present uh, for us to really form that habit in our life. You know, so for people who have intentions or goals for the remainder of 2019, are you saying it's those daily habits? Yes. yes. I love as it. a matter you, of fact, you yeah, said, as a matter you, of, yeah. You said habits, habit is, success is not action. It's a habit. Is that what you said? Yeah, actually, Aristotle said that. I didn't uh, say it. He uh -huh. said, we are what we repeatedly do. Success is not an action, but a habit. Hmm. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah, so basically when you think about it, the the reason and, – and we were just talking about our, our subconscious and conscious mind. So what a habit does, it's literally um, – it, it helps to – because a habit is something that you do over and over again until it's been programmed into your mind by repetition, and then it becomes a permanent part of your daily life. It's like forming a new narrow pathway that's created in your brain for success. That's amazing. And, and so that's why I love your book, your workbook, Rich, because yeah. for listeners, you've got to get this book simply because I love it that you you give people information and then you give them exercises mm -hmm. that will help them to really clearly understand, but not only understand, but begin to implement the principle that you're sharing into their lives. 
you know, it's it's kind of like the teacher coach coming out and, you know, kind of amalgamating together. You know, I, I believe that knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is is really where it's all at. I mean, you, it's one thing to know something, but it's another thing to take action on it. And so I put assignments in the book where, you know, you, you learn something and then it's time to, okay, so let's apply this to your life. And uh, so, you know, I think that's that's really important. So Leslie, Rich, what else would you like to say to listeners about how they can begin to thrive just right where they are? You know, I think the, the biggest thing is to just understand that you're here for a purpose and uh, to... I think one of the first things that if you're listening to this and you're struggling in that area, I think that's an area that you need to spend some time on and really ask God to help you to to kind of see what that might be for you. And uh, certainly Constance uh, with her coaching can really, really help you with that. But, you know, I just really believe that, you know, so many people try to operate without having a relationship with God in their life. Yeah. And I believe, you know, the way that God created us, you know, we all have a spiritual side anyway, you know, whether it's, you know, magna- manifested in with into the Christian perspective or a Muslim perspective or Judaism or, Christ, you know, Christianity or whatever, whatever it may be. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that we, we have that in us. And so if we don't fill that, what ends up happening is that there's a void in our life. And so I just really believe that when you understand that you're probably operating at about maybe maybe 70% of your total potential, but when you add in that relationship with God, there's that 30% that comes in. And that 30%, you're thinking, well, hey, I can go a long way with 70%. Well, yeah, you can go a long way, but that's in your human endeavor. But when you add 30% of a... I mean, I'm talking Holy Spirit-powered uh, manifestation into your life, that 30% will far exceed what the previous 70% is done. And so what I encourage people to do as well is that if you don't have a relationship with God or you are, are in a search for that in your life, uh, keep searching, keep asking. You know, God makes it very clear in the Bible that, you know, he wants us to ask, he wants us to knock, he wants us to... He, he, just keep asking questions and keep asking because that that's really where God wants us to be, to where we're not just going through life numb, but that we're actually active, asking and searching and looking for the truth that, that he has for us. So true. And, you know, before you give your contact information, one of my clients says something to me. I had a meeting greet here in Atlanta sometime, I guess a couple of months. And so um, she she was a listener And this is what she said to me. She said, Constance, I love your show. But then she said this. She said, you brought me back to God. Mm. And I started crying because if I can do that for anybody, I've had some of my clients say that to me. If I can do that, then that's what it's all about for me. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so you know what your purpose, you know what your purpose is. Yeah, that's that's very, very powerful. So, Rich, give people your contact information. You are a powerful coach, speaker, trainer. My goodness. How can people reach you, et cetera? So sure. sure. so best way to reach me by email is just going to rich at richcavanus.com. 
you know, it's really easy to figure out rich at richcavenous.com. I have a website, richcavenous.com, um, power to thrive.net, a great place to go for some good material as well. And, um, and then the gratitude effect.net. Um, oh yeah. I love that, that book. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 a lot of people have been reading that book and it has made a, a really dramatic impact in their lives. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. So, um, and then if you, if you, if you want to reach out to me either by text or phone, 214-924-5693. Wow. And didn't the gratitude effect, didn't that receive some kind of award or something yeah. rich? Yes. Yes. In 2018, it was nominated as uh, one of the top 10 self-help books for the year. Wow. What an amazing story. And I just want to say to, to all of my listeners, all of you know how I am and you know my beliefs, but I always tell people this, Rich, whatever success you see in my life is really because of the empowering presence of God in me mm. that has helped me to manifest what everybody else sees. I tried to do it by myself and I was exhausted <laughs> and yes. stressed out, but it's yep. really the empowering presence of God in my life that any success or whatever you might perceive or manifestation, that's the reason why. And so I'm going to strongly encourage all of you to pursue God, pursue spirit and, uh, and just live a really life of thriving and serving and giving and a purposeful life. So, Rich, I just appreciate you so much for sharing today. I'm honored and privileged to be here. Thank you, Constance. Okay, everybody, you know you can visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as mm. I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by a loving, giving spirit who loves you, who has a purpose for you, just like Rich said. And this week, I want you to think and say that something good is going to happen to me and through me this week. So make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.